seven-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer, look at him rumble. The utter punts are back like Big Dave's athlete's foot, itching to talk week nine of the NFL, irritated by some of this weekend's results, and definitely likely to create flaky patches between your toes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! 24-yard attempt. Oh, he hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs. Utter Punts is a podcast made by UK fans of the National Football League. We're here every single week of the 2022 season with everything you need to know. I'm Liam Bradford, Giants fan and journalist. I've got two elite punts alongside me. Vikings madman Dave Keane, our brummy from another mummy. You're right, Keno. I'm good, thank you, mate. But I am wondering when you managed to break in my house and find the flakes of skin in my bin. What the hell were you doing here, mate? You do not want to know the answer to that question. The brains of the operation next to me, Statman Dan, the Ravens fan with a plan. I'm a rapper and you know it. I just can't wait to hear you justify picking your home team bears again this week. <laughs> and get in the bin uh, with Kino's flaky toes. Coming up, a review of week eight. We analyse the trades, preview week nine and slap you around the face with a monster double bet builder. Thanks for being with us. Pass me the cream. Yes, welcome back to another Utter Punts. Absolutely delighted to be here. The season is absolutely unfolding in a magnificent way, although Halloween weekend was terrifying. I'm not quite sure any of us managed to pick everything that we wanted to pick, and there were definitely some results that were a little bit freaky over the course of the weekend. Delighted to say that, as always, Dave and Dan are with me. Hello, chaps. How are you? Good morning. Hello there. Yes friendly uh plenty chatty um funnily enough we're recording this on wednesday evening as always and birmingham city are playing which means that you're going to get next to nothing out of the big ginger viking for the next 50 minutes see told you uh right let's do the headlines for this week then shall we uh we are going to pick our favorite trade after trade deadline day and how that unfolded in the nfl we're going to start with Dan Horton, which trade really caught your eye, buddy? It's the Bradley Chubb trade to the Dolphins, and it's because of the history that goes into the into the trade. So, uh, three years ago, when the 49ers traded up to uh, with the Dolphins to get Trey Lance, so they moved up from twelve to three in the draft uh, to, to take Trey Lance, which gave the Dolphins three first round picks: one in that year, one this year, and one next year. Uh, they've used those picks, so they've used that Trey Lance pick to take. Tyreek Hill from the Chiefs, Jalen Waddle, who they drafted that year, and now Bradley Chubb. I think that trade has worked out incredibly well for them. And the NFL is brilliant because you, you can sit back and watch these things develop over the years. And I think that, that them accepting that trade from the 49ers has really paid dividends. And they're a contender now. It feels that way, doesn't it? Dave, mm-hmm. have you got anything to say on that trade in particular? or? I think that they needed a little bit of additional pass rush. They've now got it. I don't think they had particularly high um, like sack totals this year, despite some talent in their defence. Uh, particularly, uh, is, it, is it Phillips? I think they've got, who's a pretty yeah, sharp Phillips, player. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I can see him 
forming a pretty good tandem. I actually think that that might increase Phillips's production, um, just simply because no one will be able to scheme as much for him and Chug comes with a much bigger name. Uh, he is a good player, but he is very much a power uh, rusher um, to speed. He's not got that much bend. I remember when he came out in the draft, uh, people were most excited by his athleticism, but there wasn't too, it wasn't that great in the three cone. Um, he's someone though that will have an impact, but there is an injury history there. And because I don't want the Dolphins to become too good, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him pick up the Arden Eagle just to slow him down a little bit, you know. In the Not future. that you're bitter in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I think that's. Um, I, I think that's interesting. Which way have you gone, Dave? I'm guessing you've picked the Vikings, have you? Well, I'm a, I'm excited by the trade. So TJ Hawkinson, um, when he came out of the draft, I think he went number eight overall to the Lions. He's uh, a tight end. I didn't expect a tight end to be taken that early simply because in previous drafts of a tight end, they kind of flopped when they've been taken that high up. So I thought he might fall to the Vikings. He didn't. Uh, the, the Lions got him. Now, a few years later, we've we've got the guy that I think will make us a much better team. His strength in college was not just for receptions. It was his pass blocking uh, as a tight end and his run blocking as a tight end. Um, he makes us multiple. He gives us a different dimension over the middle. Uh, Smith Jr. has been a, a disappointment. Too many injuries. Didn't really have the athletic profile either. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited by this trade. I think that it's going to make us very, very dangerous moving forward. And I expect more production for Jefferson simply because people won't be able to double up with on him. They're going to have to come short. Otherwise, Cousins will keep checking down to his big tight end and we'll keep moving the sticks. It's going to be absolutely awesome to see if, if O'Connell uses him in the right way. And yeah, really looking forward to the weekend now. I think what's important with that one as well is that, that your run game has just started really taking grip, hasn't it? So with Cook and sort of Matterson, they've really started running the ball well. Um, and if you get that balance with at all three levels, you, you become like an Eagles and a, and a Bills type team where you're running the ball, you can go short and intermediate throws and you can go deep with Jefferson. And like you say, it opens him up much more. You just need a quarterback to throw the ball to him, don't you? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, Kirk, though, as everyone else declines, starts to go up the pecking order. I'll put him in the top, <laughs> top, top 12 now, comfortably, you know. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, Brady's oh, in the, the AFC North. It's the top 12 in, in, in the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> I am. No, no, overall, I mean, it's still, a, can you win with a top 12 quarterback? And to be honest, statistically he's down, but one of the issues with him was he couldn't find a way to win. He is now, with the help of his coach, with the help of a, an O-line, which has got a lot better, still one little weakness uh, in Ed Ingram, but he's a rookie. Hopefully he improves. Um, but yeah, the Cousins has got every chance of getting away from being a 500 quarterback this year. Um, and it would be kind of great if we took the Packers' normal record and they took our normal record. <laughs> I love how we started talking about your brand new tight end and we ended up bashing Kirk Cousins without even I, meaning to do it. It's almost I seem like... to remember that I, I defended him a little bit there, but probably yeah, not to the depth a lot of people would want me to. Yeah, well, I mean, there's defence and there's defence, isn't there? Um, I think the one thing I'd say about, about Hawk is that he's currently leading the NFL in terms of yards after reception so 15.2 yards per reception as a tight end uh is is leading the nfl which is you know fairly solid numbers yards yeah. after catch of about eight yards i think or yeah, maybe so five yards like my, my memory's not quite on it for that but yeah good 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 little return and as kurt loves to throw it three yards short of the sticks like i say a lot more first downs coming our way 
Right. I've opened myself up to ridicule and humiliation here in the fact that I've gone with the Chase Claypool to the Bears. To your Bears, right? To your Bears. Yeah, the Bears. Uh, I mean, talk about Justin Fields finally finding his feet, showing a little bit of form, and then absolutely backing him by chucking him a a weapon in Chase Claypool. I mean... This is um, it's a big test for him, isn't it? Because if it works, then brilliant. And if it doesn't, then he's got even more questions to answer. But it, it feels to me like a, a, a fairly solid move. Um, the Steelers, I'm not quite sure what's going through their head. They get a second round draft pick for losing one of their top performing wide receivers. I'm not really sure what the Steelers have got out of that. So uh, it's an interesting trade. Dan, what did you make of it? I think I think he's surplus to requirements in Pittsburgh, um, but they haven't really got that much of a of a passing game going, and they've got Deontay Johnson and and Pickens who, and I think Pickens has come on so quickly, um, and he's established himself so well so soon that they can take they can take the second round pick because they need to build some strength in that in that squad that they're they're one of the bottom five teams in the league I think at the moment, and they need to start thinking about what they're going to do next year and the year after because they're in they're in demise at the moment and cashing on someone like that who they don't really need you know he's not had much production there with the other players around him I think it's a good move for them I think it's one of those trades that works off both teams it did surprise me that the, the Bears after selling two of their best defensive players well their best two defensive players then go and trade for an awesome offensive player um, it doesn't make sense with what their plan is and it goes back to one of your sort of utter punts at the start of the year was around poles and did he have a real plan um, is this just to appease the fans and try and keep his job? I, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to give Roquan Smith up for a second and then go and give it to Chase Claypool. Um, I've got to say, it's, it's we have got previous for picking these things out way before that they, they happen, haven't we? So, uh, yep, he was an Utter Punt nomination in week one, all the way back in the very first episode of Utter Punts. And now we are... 10 episodes deep and all of a sudden it's it's shining through just to keep this thing moving we did say last week that we were going to do uh funny nfl names uh which i I mean there's so many that have gone in the past that we've kind of drawn the line and said they've got to be playing in the nfl this season which is a shame because it means that you you rule out several very very good names in that right let's start with Dan, shall we? Which names have you? Well, I I avoided Randy Bullock because it's too obvious. Um, and Dave and I texted each other day and said, "Give me the initials," and we both put RB, and you're exactly who we meant. So yeah. I've, I've gone for a I've gone for a Belizean defensive tackle called Raheem Nathan Nunez Roches. Um, the fact that he's got Nathan in his name I find hilarious when his name is really Raheem Nunez Roches, but it sounds like a sort of villain off Star Wars Nunez Roches. Um, wasn't very good on Thursday against the Ravens, to be fair, but I thought he was a funny name. Go on then, Dave, you pick one. So I've cheated slightly, but I feel he's worth mentioning. It's a player who the Viking drafted in 2016, but was on a 90-man roster at the start of the season for the Washington Commanders, and his name is Willie Beavers, which <laughs> I couldn't pass up the opportunity to bring I that would, up. I'd like to disqualify it for being outside the rules, but I'm not going to just Allow because it. it's brilliant. I mean, it, 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 it had to be raised, right? Um, then what, we... Willie? <laughs> Willie had to be raised. Is that what you're saying? I was just teeing you up, mate. Okay. You go, you go with that wherever your mind went. Um, anyway, then we've got uh, Shy Tuttle, uh, who's a defensive tackle for the Saints. So I just quite like the way that sounded. Uh, Jabril Peppers was a, 
was a favourite of mine when it came out of draft, just because of the way it rolls off the tongue. It, it does roll off the tongue very nicely. Um, then there's someone who we talk about a lot, but probably don't consider in this light, but Nick Chubb. Um, it's quite painful when you think about it. <laughs> wow. And <laughs> finally, this is the best name. It's not a funny name, it's, but it is a great name to say. Um, so... Tua Niga Mano Olipola Togavailoa is the real name of Tua. Yeah. And that is, trust me, can a little just, bit of a mouthful. But can we give I Dave like a it. round of applause yeah. for absolutely for nailing that, that first name of Tua Tangavailoa? Absolutely genius. Did you have any more, Dan? <laughs> no. no so, sorry, mate. Something. I enjoyed that bit. Yeah. I've Mine got, did have four <laughs> names in it, to be fair. I've got three. Um, I really quite enjoy anybody who's... First name is Rock. So Rock Yassin gets yeah. in there from the Raiders. Greedy Williams, the cornerback from the Browns, <laughs> which yeah. is just sensational. But my favourite is the offensive lineman at the Kansas City Chiefs, Prince Tega Wanago. Yeah. I mean, it's, That's a I nice mean name. what a big name that is. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, I, look, I did want would... Captain Munnelin from a few years ago because that's a, another great one to say. Yeah, I mean, and call you Kit Captain. should be in every oh, yeah. top 10 list of names ever, shouldn't it? Uh, look, if you, if you enjoy this kind of content, we would love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us in multiple ways. The easiest way is either via Twitter or Instagram. Just search for Utter Ponts. Fire us the names that you think are the best in the NFL at the moment. That would be brilliant. And whilst you're there, if you can just subscribe Subscribe to the pod and maybe share it with a friend. That would be absolutely mega. Uh, we are trying to get to more people's ears and we can only do that with the, the help of the people that are already listening to us. So thank you very much if you are listening and do share us with a friend if that's at all possible. <laughs> Every week, we take a look back at the previous week's fixtures, the ones that were on the telly. As you can imagine, last week, with there being so many games on the telly, it was quite a big roundup. Here it is. The first stop on our whistle-stop tour is the Baltimore Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the struggling Bucks have been beaten again, this time by an inspired Lamar Jackson in Tampa. The human highlight reel threw for 238 yards and a pair of second-half touchdowns on Thursday night to secure a 27-22 win over Tom Brady. This means that Brady's now on a three-game losing streak for the first time in 20 years. You have to go back to his first full season as a starter at the Patriots in 2002 to find another three-game skid for the GOAT. Denver Broncos at Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, so this was a better game than I thought it was going to be at least. The Broncos have now snapped that four-game losing streak and it was all down to the message that Russell Wilson delivered in the huddle. Hey, listen, we're going to go 98 yards right here. Believe in it. And believe in it, they did. Two go-ahead scoring drives led by Wilson, who finished on 252 yards and a touchdown. Here he is after the game. Well, I thought it was huge for us, obviously, to... Um to be in London, to come out here this whole week, it's been a spectacular week for us. You know, we, uh, we prepared better than ever, I think. We, we battled. We knew we were going against a tough team. They got a lot of great players and young guys that can really play. And so I think that was important for us. But just to, just to overcome, you know, be resilient. Obviously, the season hasn't gone the way we want it to. Um, and it's not over yet. There's a lot more to do. There's a lot more that we want to accomplish. Next up, Patriots at Jets. Um, what happened here? 
I think we all thought the Jets would win this one, didn't we? But Bill Belichick is never one to roll over. He passed George Halas for second place on the NFL's all-time career victories list with a 22-17 win over the Jets. Quarterback troubles aside, the Patriots' Mac Jones finished 24 of 35 with 194 yards and a touchdown to his name. Not bad. Belichick was pleased with his side's turnaround on a short week. Good division win on the road. And, uh, you know, good, good Jets team. Uh, they, they do a good job. And, uh, like I said, defensively, they're, they're tough. We knew that coming in, and they, they certainly played to it. So, good to, you know, good to get out of here with a win in the division. And uh, uh, we'll move on. But um, proud of the way the team, you know, stepped up on a short week here and, you know, came in and, and got the win today. Rams at 49ers next. Wow, what a trade Christian McCaffrey is looking to be and what a side to show it against. CMC threw, caught and rushed for a touchdown against the side that was also vying for his signature. Yup, you heard me right. He threw a touchdown to Brandon Ayuk, he caught one from Garoppolo and he made a nine-yard touchdown run to secure a 31-14 win at the Rams. Only 11 players in NFL history have managed that feat. He's now one of them. Green Bay at Buffalo and a 27-17 win for the Bills in Orchard Park. But everyone's chatting about the verbals between Stephon Diggs and Jair Alexander during the warm-ups. Mind games, maybe, but Diggs had the last word with a game-high six receptions for 108 yards and a 26-yard touchdown catch. The whole game was a bit edgy too. Key Walker thrown out of the game for a shove on the Bills practice squad tight end Zach Davidson. The only downside to this was that we never really got to see that hotly anticipated battle between the quarterbacks Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. And finally, Cincinnati Bengals at Cleveland Browns. Look, I know it was Halloween, but the NFL really was a bit scary this weekend. Some of our picks were a bit off, but this was plain weird. For the first time this season, the Cleveland Browns put it all together and played like a complete team. Offense, defense, special teams, and they ran out with a 32-13 win over the Bengals, who never got going. This was the Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett show on either side of the ball. Nick Chubb with two touchdowns and Garrett led a defense that sacked Joe Burrow five times and held the Bengals to just 229 total yards. There you go then, week eight on the TV, all wrapped up for you on Utter Punts and uh, time to move on to this week's games. Now, fewer games this week, we've gone back to the normal Thursday, Sunday, early Sunday, mid Sunday, late and then Monday night games. So we'll start the beginning of those and that is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Houston Texans and if anybody says anything other then a Philadelphia Eagles win here and a romp. I will be absolutely astonished. Dave, kick us off, would you? Uh, Philadelphia Eagles win here. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, for, for, for me, um, the Eagles are just getting stronger. I don't really care who they're playing at the moment. I will always be picking the Eagles. Um, and this weekend is no different. And Blues are still playing. 
carry on. Okay, good stuff. Um, have the, have the Eagles got a chance, Dan, of going through this season without losing a game? They're looking incredibly strong. Yeah, and they'll you know, and they're getting stronger, aren't they? So they're not really getting bitten by any injuries. They've they've strengthened in the trade window again. So they've they've now got extra players on the pass rush just to make sure. They they were resting sort of starters in the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh on the weekend. So ahead of them having a short week this week is just they seem to be really well organized and really well coached, and and they they've got a plan for sort of stepping through this season as well as they can. Um, th- this is the for me probably the best team in the league against probably the worst team in the league. Um, and it's hard to sort of make a case for it being any sort of close game. The Thursday night games in the previous years have always been a bit chaotic. They've always been a bit mad, the Thursday night games. Actually, this year they've been pretty pretty straightforward. Um, and our record on Thursday night has been incredible. Have um, you seen the, um, the the memes regarding the Amazon purchase of the Thursday night games? Yeah. Yeah, worst signing of the entire season. <laughs> they, they only show them the first fixture and then after that, Absolutely hammer them. I don't know if that's true. No one does, but quite fun to think about. I mean, um, there's been some so what, what what you would think would be decent games, but they've by by the time the season starts, it soon changes, doesn't it? And you know, we're looking at I'm looking at Sunday night football, I go looking forward and you know, Rams Bucks, wow, what a what a great game that would have been on paper in week one, but Christ, no one wants to watch that now, do they? Um the the only thing that can happen in this game is I think it'll be tighter than people think, only because I think there'll be the Eagles won't try and show anything. They'll try and do this as easy as possible and give themselves an extra bit of time on a, on a longer sort of week off. Um, and I can see them sort of playing backups at running back and, and just keeping the game tight. The Texans will only run the ball, which means the game will be quite short. Uh, it might be a game of low possessions, which means you might get lower points and the, the difference might be lower. That the I mean, the, the Texans aren't the lowest um, handicap of the week. That That's the Titans. So the the the, the Tech, the, the Texans at home, they're getting 14 and a half points. I don't think that's enough. Um, but I can't see it being sort of 60 points to 10. I, I think the Eagles will put in their backups. I think Gamewell will probably run the ball more than Sanders. I think Boston Scott will have a good game as they, as they get the control of the game just to sort of put the game away. That would be my, my steer. It would be, be quite low, really. Yeah, my, my interest lies in Brandon Cooks to see whether or not he actually turns up to play. Uh, is, because you see what I he think... said? Yeah, um, and something along the lines of um, you shouldn't ever take advantage of a kind man. Um, I've kept your secrets for too long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And obviously, we've got the Texans there, right? So maybe he felt that he had enough leverage to to get himself trade out of there. Uh, Unfortunately, they didn't trade him. I think that's probably because his his salary was so prohibitive. Uh, the Texans yeah. would have had had to eat an awful lot of a, a what twenty million next year in order for anyone to be able to justify bringing him in this year. Um, and I think that's probably what counted the likes of the Packers out of it. I know their fans were pretty upset that they didn't get a trade in. Um, but when you know when you're three and five, it's hard to attract players. Yeah, absolutely right. So this is how it works. We take a little look at the game and then we'll give you a prediction on who we think is going to win. And then we'll try and find you a little bit of value in the betting market. So let's go predictions first and then Dan can guide us towards where we think that the, the money is in terms of value. Uh, Kino's already given us his. I'm going to ask him yeah. again. Which way is this one going, Kino? Uh, Texans, no, obviously the Eagles. Yeah. yeah, 100% Eagles for me as well, Dan. Yeah, it's the Eagles all day. I, I just... On, on one of the bet bills on Skybet, you can get the Texans plus 19.5, which is, you know, it's a hell of a lot of points, even though they are the worst in the league. But and an under 49 points in the game is, is, is 7 to 4, which 
you give, you're getting a massive head start, sort of a three-touchdown head start. The, the other one I looked at was an anytime touchdown scorer, Kenneth Gainwell, because I do think he'll be playing more snaps than Sanders. Um, and he's 100 to 30 to score any time in the game. That's nice. Um, and I, I, I quite like that because he's probably going to play more snaps and he's probably going to be the RB1 in this game, I would think. Um, so you're getting decent value there on, on the speculation that he's going he's gonna to play more than Sanders. But if the game is tight, he, he probably won't. But that would probably be a bit of a, a, bit of a stir. Good. Uh, that's really one-sided, so we'll, we'll rattle past it. Uh, it's Sunday, 6 o'clock is our next stop, and it's... The Dolphins at the Chicago Bears. Pack it in the pair of you. Don't your, even your start. Don't don't leave it. Uh, my Giants lost for the first, well, second time. Mine this and season. Dave's Dolphins versus your Bears. This. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm a fan I'm of Tua. The, I quite like Tua. Tua and mine, Daniel. Very good pair. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's talk about the game, shall we? This is another one of those that should be relatively one-sided, Dan. Well, yeah, but the, the bookies don't think so. So your team are at home, Liam, um, and so the Dolphins are only—they're four to nine outright. So without any points or anything, they're four to nine to beat your lot. Um, and I think if you're looking at what they've done and what they've added, you know, they've added—they've added Jeff Wilson as a second running back to, to back up Raheem Mostert. Um, they've obviously added Bradley Chubb on defense, um, and Waddle and Hill look fit and healthy, and so does Tua. Gesicki looks like he's at full strength. Um, this 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 should be absolutely one sided. I think. I think there's one team trying to win and going all out to try and win this year, and there's another team trying not to. Um, and whenever you get that, even though the game is in Chicago, I, I think I think the Dolphins are a decent price, and I think they've I think I think they're by far and away the the clear favourites for me in this game, just with the firepower they've got. Is the weather potentially a factor here for Miami? It, it could be, yeah, but they, they can. Like I say with with Jeff Wilson and Mostert, that they, they can run the ball, um, and they have been running the ball really, really well. And they only need really one of two, one or two uh, balls to break with Hill and Waddle, and, and they'll open the game up. I think in a tight game, the Dolphins would probably win it, and I think in a in an open game, the, 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 they definitely do. I, I think I can give you a little bit of hope for for, for you boys here, Liam. Um I think we will. Shit, <laughs> just so we're clear. <laughs> The lady <laughs> honestly i think the weather will will play a factor i think we need to learn from what we see this season and when the bears play in the wet in the cold uh they tend to do well i think it suits fields um he, he it's much more difficult for other people to get their footing to get after him especially when they're larger than him um i expect the dolphins to win but if the weather does get involved i think your lads can sneak a little victory here then possibly cover Couple of I points. Just, can I ask a question, a serious one? How is it when you profess your love for Teddy Bridgewater, they don't become like your dolphins? And when Dan <laughs> tells everybody how much he appreciates the f- Bradley Chubb going to the dolphins, they don't become Dan's dolphins. I'll, I'll have the but dolphins, the second that I say that I quite like what Justin Fields is doing, they become my bears. How does that work? Quite because- like what Justin Fields is doing. Do you realise just how much favouritism you showed when you made that statement? It's Justin Fields. You said it before the season. You've been telling us about Justin Fields since you watched that documentary on him. No, no. So I need to make a correction here. So I've I've looked back at the original draft from Liam and my team and it wasn't Justin Fields he recommended. It was Jake Fromm. That was the chapter of the documentary that we watched. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was Justin Fields. It was wasn't Justin Fields. It was Justin Fields. Well, no, Don't put Jake from on him. Come on. It, was. it wasn't Jake from. You're wasn't. robbing us it of wasn't. any credibility here, Dan. It wasn't. And, I, I, and I, I remember this. I remember exactly what happened. We were going for Justin Fields, and then somebody else took him, and we needed another quarterback, 
And then I said, well, what about Jake Fromm? He's cheap. I don't That's think Justin Fields has been in a documentary. <sighs> well, look back. He was we'll in the documentary. The Jake Fromm documentary. 100%. <laughs> Was in the documentary, and do you know who's, what? Jake, who's Jake from playing for now? Not my fantasy team anymore. This, is, this <laughs> has been this has been hijacked. Prediction for this game, please, gentlemen. I'm going to go Dolphins. Dan, yeah, Dolphins for me, and you, you can get the Dolphins to win an under 48 points at nine to four, which I think is pretty good. We also need to pick a touchdown score in this for the pub. Um, so last week we got Christian McCaffrey right, and everyone got a free pint. I think there was a few people in there. Sam said so. That was really positive. This this week we need to pick a touchdown scorer. Liam, are you going Fields or <laughs> Montgomery? Uh, or... Claypool. Claypool. Claypool your, your new superstar. I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. Is where I'm going. My uh, I wrote Hill, be... Hill Waddle. Pick, take your yeah. pick. Really. Um, <laughs> pick your person. Maybe um, Mostert, depending on whether or not um, the weather's terrible. But yeah, nah, let's, let, let's go with Hill because if, if if anything's going to happen now that they haven't got Roquan Smith. They're going to have to commit their safeties a little bit further forward. That'll leave space in behind. Both one and Hill will feast, but one of them's going to have a big game. Right. Um, so the producers uh, delivered potentially the only uh, useful thing since the start of the season by saying Justin Fields appeared in the QB1 documentary. So I was right. He was in the documentary. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, right. Uh, moving swiftly on before I get even more pelters here. Uh, Rams at Bucks. Dan's already touched on this one ever so briefly. Um, this looked like it should be one that we would really look forward to. It would be a battle of the quarterbacks here, potentially, you know, one of those really interesting ones. And unfortunately, it's just not got any kind of gloss or shine at the moment Dave has it no it hasn't um I mean it's a bit unfortunate really that the Rams have basically uh, apparently tried to trade two first round picks for Brian Burns for the Panthers by the way I heard yeah. that on something today um which you know ambition but seriously how many years do you want to go without having a first round pick how many um, how have they got two picks left uh I mean there must be like future future ones which is presumably why the bid was turned down um but yeah, I mean, I, I I have to have a look into that. I've not quite got the old draft head on at the moment, but like, yeah, it will be interesting to see exactly when the Rams actually have a full complement of picks again. Um, but the, they're kind of like not doing that great. Uh, I've seen suggestions that they might be one of the first Super Bowl champions to actually then fail to make the playoffs the following season, um, which would be very, very... I mean, you, you would never have guessed that last year when they're building that superstar team, but... There were the rumours that, you know, and and the pretty logical thought process, but it probably isn't sustainable for long. So maybe this is a recovery year for them. But it's it just doesn't seem to be a, a fixture that is particularly demanding any attention. I'm not 100% sure why it's been uh, picked as a spotlight game, other than the fact that Brady's currently in the press for other reasons. And I think they finally settled their divorce this week. I think it was pretty amicable. Maybe Brady actually has got a chance to get his head back on and, and uh, fo focus on doing some positive things. And, and that's why I'm tempted to go with a box this time out. I think Dan might disagree. Well, this is the story of this game, isn't it? Because it stops being about the Rams at the Bucks, and it starts being about whether or not Tom Brady can right the ship, excuse the pun, uh, when I'm talking about nice. the Buccaneers. Um, this is the first time <laughs> since his first starting season... First season as a full starter at the Patriots back in 2002 that he suffered a three-game skid like this. And mm -hmm. 
that it, it's a test for him. But all of a sudden, all of the cameras are pointed at TB12. Every pen is poised, ready to write the, you know, the the story. At, regardless of what happens, he's either a hero because he's turned it round, or he goes on a four-game losing streak, and all of a sudden, everybody's writing him off. Dan, this this has stopped necessarily being about the competition of the NFL and has started being all eyes on Tom Brady, hasn't it? Yeah, he, has, he hasn't had a four-game losing streak for, for for a long time, but he also hasn't missed a preseason like he has for a long time. Um, he also hasn't lack, the lack of preparation he's had going into the season for a long time. You know, he, he had a brand new offensive line when you let go into the season. We, we said they'd have a slow start, but he spent no time with them trying to build them and build that rapport with them. His chemistry with Mike Evans is, is, is awful. He, he missed... People are saying sort of he's not playing too badly, and I think there's some throws that you can say actually that that's still a Tom Brady throw. But there's, there's, he's throwing balls into the dirt that plays are wide open. It was it was a terrible performance. Probably it's the worst Tom Brady performance I've seen. It was against the Ravens last Thursday. Um, that said, and and I think the Rams the Rams against the team that hasn't got a pass rush are a good team still. Um, but that, I don't think they're going to have Cooper Cup. And even if Cooper Cup plays, I think he's going to be fifty percent. They might have him on the field as a decoy. Without him, who are the Rams? I mean, they've got nothing. Um, but the, the Bucks haven't got the pass rush that have, has, has haunted the Rams so far this year. So Shaq Barrett's out for the season. So they've not got a pass rush that could get to the Rams. But the Rams haven't got any firepower um, to sort of do damage to the Bucks secondary. So it's kind of a it's kind of two wet fish fighting each other, isn't it? There's there's, there's nothing to the game really. Um, Bucks at home. Mike Evans is fit. Chris Godwin's fit. Julio Jones is fit. Surely they'll win, won't they? Well, I couldn't help but think when you said Cooper Cup's only going to be at fifty percent, and would, would he might a 50, not play at all. Would a fifty percent Cooper Cup still be the best wide receiver on the Packers? Yeah, yeah, he would wouldn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just like to make that point. You'd be the best wide receiver on the Packers, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty good though, mate. At the moment, like, I, I've got you know can hold people off. With my mass. I mean, you and I, Dave, are definitely more tight ends than wide receivers. 100%. Just, just so yeah, yeah. Out there. I mean, I'm oh, closer to an offensive lineman than I am to a tight end. So I, I, that should that should explain everything that you need to know. I've bust um, some roots on our producer, though, mate. Bust some roots on him. I'm a bitch. But so, so producer <laughs> Bell has now it. decided that he wants to be part of this podcast after being missing for, you know, several weeks. He says, Keno's an incredible wide receiver. It's weird. You mean he can catch the ball? Because and run routes. I'm, I'm, there's no chance you're running a route quickly. Oh man, you wouldn't believe the, the, the change in direction I've got for a big guy. Promise you, it's weird. <laughs> good feet, good feet for a big man. Is that what we're saying? No, not for a big man. I've got good feet, and I am a big man. It, 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 it's weird. Are you having this? The, the I've got size fourteen feet, mate. So I, I don't know if that helps me like pivot off, but like I, I can cut weird angles for people. Do you also have a small car that several other clowns get out of? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, predictions on Rams at Bucks, gentlemen. Dave? Uh, I'm going to go with the Bucks. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bucks too. Dan? Yeah, I, I'd like to wait a, a little bit on it, but I, obviously we can't. I'd, I'd say the Bucks at home, but if Cup plays, I, I think the Rams the Rams could, could beat them um, because I don't think the Bucks can do anything up front. No, it's definitely close. I mean, there's nothing definitive here. I just don't believe a Brady or lose four in a row. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at as well. And that's, I mean, I've I basically called myself out there, haven't I, saying that we're all focused on Tom Brady rather than on the on the game. But actually, I'm basing my prediction on the fact that I don't think Tom Brady's going to lose four in a row. So uh, where's the value? Any value? 
Uh, one to steer clear of? It's definitely one to steer clear of because it, it, they, they're just two teams trying to figure each other out at the moment. And it could go very one-sided either way or be just be very dull and very very quiet. The, the Bucks need to get Rashad White in the game. Fournette is doing nothing for them at the moment. He doesn't sort of turn up to the playoffs. Um, and they need a bit of input, impetus at sort of running back. Um, we need a touchdown score in this. Guys, for the, the for the bar, oh my god, nobody's getting a free pint here, are they? My I mean, heavens. like normally, Cooper Cup, right? But yeah, so I, I, I thought Evans, but maybe Ramsey will be on Evans. So he's Godwin the God Godwin the bet, or is it Fournette really for a goal line? Do you know what? I reckon that if they're going to have any chance at all, they, they should be running off Aaron Donald a lot like the Forty Niners have been doing against yeah. the Rams. I'd have thought that they'd see that, and if that's the case, it's going to probably be Fournette, right? Who's their back who catches out in the backfield for them? Well, Rashad White. So they they, they did have Giovanni Bernard, but he's injured. So they they brought they drafted Rashad White, didn't they? The rookie, and he's he played well against the Ravens. He had he had a couple of decent those plays that shot them. Then they went away from him surprisingly. So he he might be so, worth a, a quid if he's a decent anytime touchdown scorer. But in in terms of what we're doing here for the pub, probably Fournette is a safe bet. Would you say playoff Lenny? Yeah. Yeah. Three point Lenny. So Fournette is. Let's just wrap this up then because we just need to explain exactly what we're talking about when we talk about the pub. The pub is the Nook and Broom in a place called Bramall, which is in South Manchester. They show uh, the six o'clock games, the nine o'clock games on several screens. Great venue, good bar. The kitchen's even open if you want to get down there for the six o'clock start. The food's mega in there as well. Really, really good. They want a bigger NFL audience. They've partnered with us. We've partnered with them. And essentially, the long and the short of it is that if either of the touchdown scorers that we have picked this week go in for an anytime touchdown, Dan, what do people get? Free pint. Free pint. See? It's free booze. We are winning you free booze. All you've got to do is get yourself down to the Nook and Broom in Bramall and hope that we've picked correctly. <laughs> right, so Nook and Broom, Bramall, the t- anytime touchdown scorer in the Dolphins at Chicago Bears game is Tyreek Hill. Hill. Yeah. And the anytime touchdown scorer in the Rams at Bucks game is Leonard Fournette. So if either of those pick up a touchdown anytime, it is a free pint at the bar for you if you're in the Nook and Broom in Bramall at any point on Sunday. Uh, the late game on Sunday is, uh, why is this not filling me with any joy at all, this game? Tennessee Titans at Kansas City Chiefs. Dan's pulled that face that goes, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> uh, so away you go, Dan. But you, you're talking about you know the number one seed from the OC last year. So And they're, they're, the Titans are a, are a good team. They're well coached. They're well organized. They've got a good run game. They've got a strong defense. They're hard to beat. And they certainly don't beat themselves. So it's, these are the biggest underdogs of the week. That's what I'm talking about. And I think that's unfair. The Chiefs should win the game. They're at home. They're a better team. They're, they're probably one of two or three teams that you can rely on unless they play in the Colts to sort of play well and win. But the Titans are no mugs. They, they've been blown out a couple of times this, earlier this year, but they really seem to have figured themselves out a little bit. And the point spread in this is 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 15 and a half. And it's, it's, it's too much. And it's, it's a bit disrespectful. As good as the Chiefs are... And as good as the Chiefs have been playing recently, um, I think that's disrespectful on the Titans, Dave. So last year, what was it? 27-3, but not for the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was it was to the Titans. Now, you think about the way the, the Chiefs play, what they want to do is they want to have uh, drives with Mahomes in, generating explosive plays, throwing the ball around, keeping the offense involved, keeping them hot. 
what do the Titans do? They keep the ball, they run it, and they play a mean defense. Now, yeah. before this season started, I remember us uh, not picking the Titans to win their division. I think we thought they might be falling away from the crest of the mountain. I think we underestimated Mike, Mike Rabel. I think we we can hold our hands up and accept that. Also, I think Derrick Henry coming back and being the legend that he is, he's got the same number of 200-yard games now as uh, the, the is equal the record. I don't know if it's Adrian Peterson who's got that with him. Uh, it probably isn't. I'm just biased in his favour. Um, but the, the the truth of the matter is, if a team is tailor-made to hurt the Chiefs, I, I think it is the Titans. And I can't believe they've been given 15 and a half points. I know that we, we were proven wrong last week when we thought the Bengals at two and a half points was a steal. Then, then Chase got injured, and that's what changed it, isn't that right, Dan? Yeah. Uh, and like, quite frankly, this time around at fifteen and a half points, I do think that's an absolute steal. I think just touching back on that Bengals game, there is a new utter punts rule, and that is no part of our picks uh, are allowed to be included if they happen on Halloween, because oh, six days ahead of when we picked it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It's probably it was just a bit of a stretch, and also just. I mean, that's the first time that the Browns this season have Turned actually up. put everything together. Like, how were we to know? Mental. Well, we, we did um, say Garrett would have to have a game of his life. It maybe wasn't a game of his life, but it definitely looked like the the the, the old Miles I, Garrett from before his car yeah, accident. I mean, he looked great. And, and, and to complement it, <clears throat> the Bengals, having lost just one player, decided to go back to their week one game plan of let's throw it no more than four yards. <laughs> yeah. Also, one of the things I realised is Burroughs never beat the Browns, which like my Browns mate told me quite smugly when telling me that they definitely beat them this weekend and was proven correct. Yeah, five five sacks on Joe Burrow in that game, as you heard in the roundup a little bit earlier on. Uh, right, predictions all around there, boys. Titans at Chiefs. Dan? I, I think the Chiefs win, um, but it's a lot closer than that. I'm going to go Chiefs too because I can't see it going any other way. Dave? I'm going to say the Titans cover. Um, and do you know what? I like the value of a, of a few quid on them. Um, I, I, I don't see why not, basically. I think the, we, the medium and, and the bookies might be overhyping um, the, the, the Chiefs' uh, offence just based on their recent performances, which is great. But they've been rocking previously and run straight into the, the Titans' wall. So we'll see. Where's the actual money coming from on this one? I mean, it's just it's just the Titans. So the Titans at plus fifteen and a half is, is sort of four to six, which I think is just a cracking bet. And we're going to put it in with uh, some others later on. I think yeah, we are uh, to make up our make up our bet for the weekend because that is just we just think it's too many points. The, the Titans are a good team. They'll make the playoffs this year. They win their division. They deserve some respect, and I think we're going to put it on them today. Yeah, good stuff. And lastly, that takes us to Baltimore Ravens at New Orleans Saints. Dan, we always let you go first, considering you're a Baltimore Ravens fan. You appear to have found your feet, and Lamar had a good game last week, and all of a sudden you've found a way to win, and things are looking a little bit more rosy in the Ravens' camp, aren't they? They, they certainly are, and the, the Ravens are starting to look a, a one of the dangerous teams that can maybe step up out of the pack and sort of make a run here. Um, and, and I sort of look, always look at it with a sort of from a negative point of view because I never think we're going to win. But um, they played really well against Tampa Bay. The first quarter, they allowed Tampa sort of to burn themselves out, it felt like. It was, it was like when I was watching a Rocky film. They just let them punch themselves out. And then from the end of the second quarter way through the game, the Ravens just ran all over them. And it's like they softened them up. It was, it was brilliant to watch. And the game plan was fantastic. And even though they lost... Mark Andrews in the game and Rashad Bateman didn't play. That the rookie that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago likely came in and had a had a 
tremendous performance and he's catching the end zone but what what a great what a great sort of skill player he looks like in addition to them um surprised they didn't go for somebody in the in the trade window with sort of some players knocking about but they think they've got enough devin duvernay stepping up um so demarcus robertson's been playing well so the ravens probably think they've got enough what, what scares me about this is that the saints are one of those teams that he's hot and cold so i keep sort of picking the saints and whenever i do they absolutely destroy me um and when I don't, they they, they go they, they really play well. So they got Kamara involved at the weekend against the Raiders, and he was he was sort of lights out. They're still short on receivers, um, and I think the Ravens can probably cover Kamara. Um, I think they I don't think they've struggled against running backs really. The Ravens, so I think that's something we can stop. And then you're putting it on Dalton, but Dalton has a reputation of being a bit of a Raven killer. He's done it a few times, but who's he going to throw the ball to? And with Roquan Smith in the centre of that defence now with Patrick Queen, I can see us getting a lot of pressure on the Saints and, and on Dalton. I think under that pressure, I think he will falter again. Um, it's, it's hard to sort of put the Ravens on the road again against the Saints, but I think of the two teams going in, they're the most consistent, they're the most balanced. They've got it on both sides of the ball. They're good on special teams. They're less likely to make a mistake. And they've got the best player on the field with Lamar. So I'm going to go with the Ravens again, but I think there's always danger if on a Monday... That, that Michael Thomas is back, Chris Olave's back, Jarvis Landry all of a sudden come back and the Saints are a different team, but I, I don't see it at the minute. I don't think their coaching's up to scratch. I think they're making a lot of mistakes um, and I think this is a Ravens win. I hope so. Yeah, really good analysis. The only sort of thing that I'd add is with Roquan Smith having been brought in, I think he's more effective against the kind of running back that Kamara is. Same with Queen. So I think that if... if if the Saints were really going to be able to, to soften you up, they'd be leading with a bigger back to go up against the smaller linebackers. Um, and I think that the man who might have hurt you actually got put back onto their practice squad when signed up by the Broncos. And that was Latavius Money, Murray, yeah. who uh, who got a touchdown in the win for the Broncos at the weekend, as uh, Liam explained earlier. So it's it, it's an interesting one. Um, I don't think you're going to struggle, to be honest. You know how I feel about these things. I was astounded that they managed to nil the Raiders. And when I looked at it, I just thought the Raiders' play calling was abysmal. Um, and and just, I mean, I, I can basically see Mac Jones getting his preferred offensive coordinator back before, before the midpoint of this season, potentially, if they carry on the way they are. Um, and I wouldn't surprise me if Belichick did want to bring him back because, you know, Patricia's not exactly lighting it up either, is he? So we're... <laughs> For me, I'm going to go Ravens. I, I don't particularly see the, the Saints as too much of a threat. I just think the Raiders were that poor last weekend. And it does make me wonder if if if, if Daniels isn't failing at his second point of stay as, as, as a head coach. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm worried for him. Much of a rope. No, I'm worried for him. He won't get yeah. much of a rope there. My other comment on it was just was just speed. So the, what the Ravens showed on Thursday against the Bucks was they're, they're a fast offense now. They're really quick, um, and they can move players around. and And I think that will hurt this. This Saints defense has not been what it was last year. It's not been what it, we thought it might be coming into the season. They are slow, um, and a slow front against the Ravens is is dangerous because uh, Kenyon Drake's been playing well. Lamar's obviously starting to open up. Um, and Duvernay on the sort of the sweeps and the short plays has been sort of making hay. So I think speed will 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 out, and I think the the Ravens are the quicker team, especially in a dome. I feel like I should go with the Saints here. Um, I can't really explain why I should go with the Saints, other than a feeling that I might want to annoy Dan. Um, I, 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 the problem is good as that, any, yeah, good well, reason as any. It is, it is. But <laughs> yeah. if I can't if I can't offer a genuine thought as to why I want 
why I think the New Orleans Saints are going to beat the Baltimore Ravens. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. So given that, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, just, just, I don't know. Gut feeling. Um, mate, you know, sometimes maybe it works. there's a hiccup in yeah. that in Baltimore. I, 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 I just don't think know. you know the, the Saints have been inconsistent, haven't they, all year? So the Saints' best. How good are they? We don't really know. The Ravens have led every game this year, all their games by ten points or more. They're a good team, and they should have a better record than they have. And if they can go into the by six and three, I think that's about right yeah, for them. They deserve to you be say, there. You say that, but out of the six games that you've had away, you've thrown those 10 point leads away yeah, four times or something so maybe there's something in that maybe i'm clutching and clutching at very few straws here just to try and i think it was bill parcells used to say you are what your record is so you know yeah and, and, that, and that's kind of what i mean i think the ravens look like they should be a six and three team mm. um so that and that's kind of what i mean by it i think yeah. i think they I are like being a vikings fan but I wish I was yeah. an Eagles fan. <laughs> we all wish we were Eagles fans at the moment. Uh, right, so there's the predictions. Bet-wise, what's the way to go here? Uh, Ravens outright. If we think if we think they're the better team, it's sort of four to five either way. So I, I would just go Ravens win. I would too. Fair enough. <laughs> After we've rounded up all of these games, we give a treble. I want to tell you about something else that we'd like to start doing on the podcast. We'd like to start reading out some correspondence from people. We'd like to start giving some of your messages out and answering some of your questions. The only way that we can do that is if you like, subscribe and get in touch with us. So that's what I'd like you to do. If you're listening to the podcast at the moment, just make sure that you subscribe in your podcast provider, share it with a friend and drop us a line. Like even if it's a message in the reviews on iTunes or on Spotify, it would be really, really good to hear from you. If you'd like to get in touch direct, you can do so via Instagram or via Twitter. Just search for Utter Ponts Pod on Twitter or Utter Ponts UK on Instagram. Get in touch, send us your messages, and hopefully we'll be able to start to, we'll be able to start reading some of those out. Uh, the last thing that we do in terms of betting is come up with a treble for the weekend. This is uh, three lines of bet to try and win us some cash. Have we made a decision on what that treble is going to be this week, boys? Well, the treble is going to be a double. <coughs> so. We just we, we don't like that that Bucks Rams game, and and we found enough value in the other two Sky games on the Sunday to really make this work. So it's a two to one bet, um, and it's it's the Dolphins minus four points, um, and the Tennessee Titans plus fifteen and a half. If you put those two in a double together, it pays two to one. Now the people at Skybet have very kindly given us a hundred pound free bet to put on this, um, so we're going to go for that. So our hundred pound. Free bet, courtesy of Skybet, is going on the Finns minus four points and the Titans plus 15 and a half, and that pays two to one. Good stuff. So Skybet, it's actually, it's dead easy to use as well. It's one of the easier ones um, that that I've got on my phone. So yeah, it'd be good to see uh, some people getting involved in that. If you absolutely get the opportunity, that would be great. Oh, and just as we were going to carry on talking, the uh, two-minute warning has gone, which means it's time for utter punts of the week nominations dave you had a bit of trouble this week didn't you You couldn't find anybody that you really felt uh, was deserving of a title of utter punk nah, of the week no nah, but i'm quite liking the running theme of, of doing repeating ones um uh, i oh, would like again. to nominate no not him it's not fair i've been told off apparently i shouldn't do it um but uh i do think the packers should have done everything that they could to get aaron Rodgers some help so the general manager that is 
lives up to the way I want to say his surname is my nomination for <laughs> utter punt of the week. Brian, How about you say surname? Should we just call him Brian? <laughs> Brian, 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 good turn. No, I, I think Something. we got there. Uh, I'm going to go with Dan Snyder. Um, I'm going to be really careful here so I don't end up getting myself in <laughs> oh. tr- tr- trouble. Uh, he's now apparently hired the Bank of America to explore and, I quote, potential transactions, end quote, for the sale of the commanders. And yet somehow he seems to believe that he's not being pressured out of that job, despite those allegations of a toxic club culture, of sexual harassment, of accounting misdeeds, and the bungling of a new stadium proposal. Allegations, 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 and in case the lawyers are listening, allegations of all of those things. Uh, However, it does qualify him as utter punt of the week. Dan Snyder. Dan? Hmm. Innocent until proven guilty, surely. Sorry, Dan. But innocent like, until in front of the court, court, yeah. of, the, the court of commons where he has to stand. Yeah, up. I mean, come on, Liam. It just seems a little unfair. That, that, that well, man just, could I, be perfectly I, nice. As a long-in-the-tooth <laughs> journalist with plenty of experience of reporting on these situations, I made it abundantly clear that the Allegedly. man was facing allegations of a toxic club culture, sexual harassment, accounting misdeeds, and the bungling of a new stadium proposal. They're all allegations. They're all things that he's got to answer, has answered, will continue to answer. But again, I stress allegations. Eddie Pinheiro. Say, let's Hello. go to a let's go to some safe waters, shall we? I like Eddie that, Pinheiro, the, the kicker of the of Dave Panthers, right? So <laughs> misses an extra point um, after a, an incredible, probably the catch of the season, I think, from DJ Moore. It, it was amazing. 30 yeah. seconds to go. Incredible catch. And I don't want to hear that DJ Moore shouldn't have taken his helmet off and celebrated. <laughs> And knocked him back 15 yards. I don't want to wear it because it made the extra point, a 40-yard extra try, which he missed. He's got one job. He missed it. So, And even if he hadn't taken his helmet off and celebrated, in overtime, Pinheiro then missed a 32-yard field goal. So he'd have missed the extra point anyway. You utter punt. You just cost your team first place in the division. Uh, and us to potentially one job, fiction, right? But uh, one I still job. like it. I still like him because... Somehow, despite the fact that he consistently misses kicks throughout his career in key, in key moments, he still manages to be employed in the NFL. So you got to take your hat off for that, surely. Yeah, surely. Lots of punt of the week. Um, good stuff, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Now, uh, thing of beauty, we all actually get to have a pint together in the same place at the same time on Sunday this week, which is going to be absolutely joyful. Even producer Andy is turning up for this one, which is nothing short of a miracle. The fact that he's going to be in the same place as us at the same time means that we can all give him a slap for not turning up for four weeks in a row or whatever it was. So quite looking forward to that. Uh, Gentlemen, Dan, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Dave, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. There it is. And we'll see you again next week on Otter Punts. Like, subscribe, share with a friend. Thank you